0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the First of All podcast with me, Rory Fairs. Today I'm joined by Nick Glassford, who you may better know as uh, Nick's Gin and Beer on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all those lovely social media channels. Um, I've just literally finished recording this episode and I had so much fun with Nick. She's an absolute gem. She is so funny, so hilarious um and which is exactly why i wanted to get her on for an episode so um i really hope you enjoy this episode <laughs> it's it's really was really really fun for me um make sure you check nick out on our pages um you can find more details at the end of the episode but uh for now this is uh series one episode five of the festival podcast with uh with the legend that is nick glassford here we go Welcome, Nick, to the podcast. How are you doing, my friend?
1: Very well, Rory. Thanks for having me.
0: An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I've been—I was really keen to get you on one of the first episodes. Uh, massive fan of your page. I think the stuff that you did, the pandemic prey stuff, which we'll talk about in a little bit, is absolutely fantastic. But in true start podcast style, we need to go straight into your first drink before we go any further because I cannot. Keep staring at this beautiful drink in front of me. So talk to mm-hmm. us. What are we drinking right now, Nick?
1: I think, Rory, there's really only thing, one thing that we could have been drinking today of all days. It's a Negroni. Yeah,
0: I mean, it it, it's a complete coincidence that today is the first day of Negroni Week. Yep. Completely unplanned. Um, so, uh, so yeah, a, a, completely, a fitting drink. Um, let's break the Negroni down. Then, what have we got in mm-hmm. here?
1: So what we I, th- I thought it would be quite good for us to do the exact same, like absolutely from the gin to the vermouth to the bitters. So what we agreed on was a cokey, because why not cokey? It's a wonderful vermouth. I love it. You love it. Everyone loves it. We then went with the uh, Victory London bitters. Yeah. Because sometimes it's fun to diversify from Campari and the Victory London stuff. I think you'll agree with me, Rory. I think most people that listen to your cast will. It's wonderful, and if you're going to sub out Campari, why not the best? And then, absolutely, the best, or one of the best Negroni gins, in my opinion, is the Treta Hamog from the Trapins and Foundry. I think this is brilliant, and when they sold out of it originally, I wanted to curl up and just never drink gin again, and then they released, (laughs) they found some under a bed or in a cupboard or something, I don't know where it was, but... I get multiple messages from people, oh they've got it back in stock because I've kicked up a bit of a fuss about selling out. Um and I got one, obviously. So it seemed fitting. Yeah. Um the Negroni was the first cocktail that I really got into. So it seemed fitting to have it on Negroni week and to share the first drink of the night with yourself, Rory.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it's just I I I think, yeah, let's start with the with the cocky because I was a bit of a late comer to experimenting with any kind of vermouths. I think that's got to be up there with one of my fa- one of my favourites because yep. I think it's it is it really does work in most Negronis I've had. Mm-hmm. The Victory bit is I think you've spot on. It sometimes it is just nice to come a little bit away from Campari. I love I do love Campari, I really do. But the the victory bit is just adds another another edge of flavour to it and yeah the the, the 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 Tarquins Tretha Morg I mean how I've got any of this left it's a miracle to be honest I have to really I have to put it at the back of my shelf to keep it out of sight out of mind because it's it's it, I, I it, I've I'm up to I'm surprised I've got probably just under half a bottle left which is a real surprise you, wow you've got pretty much full bottle that's yeah. pretty impressive
1: you know, you're kind of joking about it being at the back of your gin shelf, but this legitimately gets tucked away at the back, behind quite a high bottle, might add, so I can't even <laughs> see the distinctive gold wax. Um, it, 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 I genuinely, I keep it, it's one of these ones, I'm, I'm the type of person where if I find something that I love, I really want to share it, I want everyone to try it Yeah. and fall in love with it just the same. And that's the same for this gin. Right? I genuinely... Like, people come, and if I'm making a Negroni, I will make it with that. I've got no issues. I haven't really done it much because of the lockdown with have lot with people over. But... I'm, I am kind of grudge it a little bit more than I would most other things because I can't replace it. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I'm furious at Tarkins and I'm furious at the Gin Founds if I'm not redoing it again.
0: I oh, know. It's just... It is it is such... A, I think I... um. So that was, I think it was their second one that they did together. And it was it was Ginvent, I think, both yep. times. And I remember, usually I like a surprise with Ginvent and I don't like to, so if anyone doesn't know, Gin Foundry do Gin Advent Calendar every year, Ginvent, and they have all sorts of gins. But there's, based on the previous year, I, and i seen the pictures on social media, I knew they were going to do another gin with tarquins. And I was like, there is no way come hell or high water i'm missing out on and buying a bottle I before one of the very few i'd say Tarquins and gin foundry anything that they do and the same with max at victory i'm quite happy mm. to just throw my faith into them and i'll happily yeah. buy a bottle without tasting it because i know that it's going to be good yeah 100 yeah. so i i was delighted to get a bottle and then it was brilliant that they'd Like I say, I think they found a case in the back of the distillery or something. (laughs) and um, So yeah, good, an excellent place to start, a very appropriate place to start. So while we're drinking this, Nick, do you want to just give us a little bit of a background for any of the listeners that don't sort of know you or know your page? How did you find yourself in the midst of uh, posting about alcohol on social media? Uh, Kind of
1: selfish reasons, I guess, like... I started drinking gin, obviously, um, and I didn't know anything about it. Nothing, like literally. My dad left me a, a sample of gin bothy gunshot. We'd been over for a barbecue and stuff, and he says, "Oh, you need to try this." And I was like, mm, "I don't like gin," but he was quite insistent uh, to the point where he actually poured some into a Tupperware, like not even into a glass, but into a Tupperware, sealed it up, and left it at the house for me. Um, so eventually, I, I tried it because he kept on at me. He tried that, yeah. I was like. No. So I tried it and I thought that's actually pretty good. So we went to a gin bar in Glasgow. Uh, we got like a it was like a, a tasting menu and it came yeah. with gin peelings as well. So I think you got like three gin peelings and then like a dessert cocktail as well. Lovely. So we did that and then they were telling you about the gin and a little bit of story about it and all that. I thought that's really interesting, you know, the, the flavour profiles and how you're matching it up and marrying it in, and I thought that's great. Started reading about it. Joined a gin club and that was it, you know, so I was trying to keep track of it all. So yep. I started putting, I, I had an Instagram. I don't know why I had an Instagram. There was one picture of one of my cats on it from <laughs> years ago. How
0: most Instagram pages start is probably <laughs> <in> that, yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't, I genuinely don't even remember saying up, but I remember having one. So I went But I went back into to reset the password and all that, because that was long since forgotten. And just started, so I took a picture of the gin, I took a picture of the, the little sort of blob from the menu, Yeah, uh, so I could remember what it was, and then very scant detail into the, the kind of bit, you know, the kind of con- the text part of the, the post. Um, and that was it. You know, I just started posting more and more. Um, people started enjoying it. Uh, and I guess I was just kind of trying to keep track. I was trying to force myself to learn about gin and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, yeah. And that's just kind of
0: what happened, and the rest mm-hmm. is history, as they say. And uh, I think yeah. that's the beauty of it. I think you know that's how I got into it all those years ago. Was just, I mean, I've always I'd always drunk gin, so I always knew I liked it. But it was that sitting down, reading about it, learning, learning about the process, finding out about all these. And you're you're in a, an amazing part of the world as well, right? So Scott yep. Scottish gins is just. I've got some exceptional things coming out of Scotland at the minute. I mean, alcohol in general, but certainly the gin that's coming out of Scotland over the last sort of two, three years has just been out of this world. Yep. So really, so it's, it's no wonder that you kind of stumbled across it in the way that you did. But, um, but yeah, that's great. Thank you for that. That's, uh, I've, 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 I didn't realize that's how you got into it. I think that's really good. Um, so I guess, we should probably get onto your next drink. So this is your then drink. So this is this, you need to take us back somewhere. Let's get nostalgic. Let's get, let's let's get to know you a little bit better. Talk to us about your, your next drink and your round, which is your then drink.
1: This isn't quite as nostalgic as one of my other drinks, which is going to sound a bit weird considering this is your nostalgia round. <laughs> round. But the, when I read what you were kind of looking for, it was something that brought kind of big memories and yeah uh, and and to me there's there's nothing that makes me think as fondly of a period of time as wine specifically red wine you know like last year um before the world ended you might remember (laughs) you were allowed to travel and things like that so my my, my friend tom he's he's like my brother you know we've basically adopted each other into our families He got married to his now wonderful wife, Elaine, and they got married in Italy. And their reception was in a vineyard near to Rome. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, you can look them up on Instagram. The views are just, I mean, you just can't touch the views from this place. So Tom was quite insistent that I tried the wine, you know, so he was warming me up. You know, through the course of the week, because the wedding was towards the end, and he was like, right. you know, the first night we were there, he's like, Right, I'll buy some wine, I'll get a craft of wine, uh, I'll get you a glass and you can try it. And if you don't like it, that's fine, I'll drink it myself. Yeah. You know, because we're Scottish and we can handle that. You know, like that's <laughs> And he's like, But if you like it, I'll share it and we can buy another one if needs be. he says, Right, okay. So he got it, poured me a wee bit in, and that was it. That first drink sold.
0: Do you remember that what what wine? Do you remember what wine? What I assume it was a local one from where you were, was it? Or
1: yeah, I, I think I think the the wine that he ordered. The restaurant was called Pinocchio's, and it's in a. We were staying in a little town called Frascati, um, and the restaurant Pinocchio's is Tom's favourite. You know, it was one of the places he and Elaine had been previously, yep. and he wanted us all to go. So it was like a big family dinner, sort of first night everybody got together we all went together yeah. so I think they had like a house wine and as far as I'm aware it was their house wine and it was nice. I mean you couldn't touch it with anything you had here you 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 wouldn't be able to touch this wine I promise you it was, it was it just went down an absolute treat you know and the whole holiday was kind of themed around these different wines and obviously the whole thing was set in a a vineyard, you know, where they made the wine and each course came with a different wine.
0: Oh, you know, we enjoyed God, it so- that sounds you know. so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man, I'll, I'll tell you, it, it, it was stunning and I can pretty much guarantee you it would be a third of the price of any wedding, you know, in Scotland, yeah. England, you know, wherever, um, but we enjoyed it so much that Tom, myself, his now father-in-law and someone else, we actually imported the whole box. This wine. Really? It took, yeah, it took about three months to actually come. Yeah. Um,
0: I've,
1: I think I'm down to my last bottle of red and my last bottle of dessert wine. Oh. Uh, even it for something very special. I think maybe, maybe Christmas. I might crack it at Christmas or New Year.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. Were you a big wine drinker before that? You nope.
1: No. I, I genuinely, up until I started drinking gin, I didn't really drink. You know, you could mm. count in your hand over the course of a year how many alcoholic drinks I would consume. Yeah. Um, then, obviously, gin uh, changed that somewhat. And then, obviously, being over there for that wedding and just getting all the wines a little bit more, and obviously my yeah. palate's changed. So, yeah, I, I didn't like wine. Now I love it, and I've always got some to hand. So, yeah. Absolutely that is it. a
0: great shout. That's an absolute... I think it does. Um, I've, I have always drunk wine, but it was until I went to Italy mm. and we went round, like we, did, we did a few tours and we've done, uh, went to Florence and, uh, you know, that Tuscany area and been to Verona, like, God, and it's just, you're right, like, you just can't, I, something about Italian wine, I do like French wine, but something about mm-hmm. Italian wine, I just... I can't even put my finger on what it is. I think it's maybe just the fact that it's Italian and it takes me back to sitting there with the views and the weather and the food and everything like that. You, yep. I, it just can't be beaten and I think that's an abs- that is an absolute you've taken me right to Tom Lane's wedding there and I wasn't even there <laughs> but'm I'm, I'm, I'm there in my head. it sounds absolutely incredible. And I don't know about you, but I just love a carafe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. What is it? I
1: don't know Every what it is. Every when we were there, it was always a carafe, and yeah. I went to Pinocchio's, like, I think it was the next night or the night after, um, got ourselves a meal and ordered a carafe of wine, and I, I swear this thing, it was like Mary Poppins bag, the amount of wine in this, it just never, like, the, the wine was never ending. I walked yeah. in it after about five days, and it was still about halfway full, and I was like, Louise, I don't think we've got enough time in the holiday to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, we 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 soldiered on, um, and we we you know we got through it. Tough got, job,
0: isn't it? It's a real tough job. It's, okay. it's a real I mean, tough job.
1: We all make sacrifices.
0: Awesome, amazing choice again. Um, so let's let's move on. Let's go even further back. Let's go first drink. Okay. What was your first drink? Do you remember it?
1: Ah, uh, very well. I, I, I vividly vividly recall this. Uh, they've actually brought it back uh, in the last, oh. maybe six or seven years they brought it back. They've done away with it because it had cartoon characters on it. Uh.
0: Um,
1: they've done away with it and they brought it back and they took the sunglasses off the lemon. <laughs> um, it was Lemon Hooch. You might remember it.
0: Oh um, my goodness, yeah, I do.
1: Yeah, I was a classy kid. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah so that was um I I wouldn't I wouldn't like you and say we were 18. um No I
0: don't, and to be fair Nick I said this in the last one everybody has started this question so I may not have been quite legal drinking age and that's completely fine that's part of this what this question's about is before we had um all the fantastic knowledge about booze that we have now And that's why I like to ask it, because it's like, I just think it is, I just, I'm fascinated to hear what what everybody's first drink was. Lemon Hooch. I mean, come on. That is, you know, it's it's an absolute classic. So where were you? I'm imagining, whereabouts in in Scotland are you? You Glasgow or?
1: No, I'm in Lanarkshire. So that's like a, it's it's a kind of county outside of Glasgow. I'm about half an hour, give or take. Uh, 20 minutes in the fast train, yeah. um, half an hour by car to Glasgow so I stayed I stay in Lanarkshire um, and at the time I stayed in Washer which is like this tiny little place and I can't, I, I can't remember how old we were, we were young um, and as you can imagine uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we were loitering <laughs> outside the local shop we I don't know what you guys call it down there, but we call it a jumping. So basically what you're doing is you're ha- hanging about outside the shop with your cash.
0: Yeah.
1: For a, waiting for an adult person to approach.
0: Nice. Yeah,
1: mister! You jump in and get us a you know? So it's usually like book fast, is what most of the kids drink. They bought a bucket, you know? But we were classier than that, you know? Uh, I still to this day have never tried fast, believe it or not. Uh, so we wanted Hooch and I think a couple of other pals wanted maybe like down or whatever it was but every time I see Hooch and you get it again it's back in the supermarkets and it is actually quite nice Um,
0: (laughs) what even is it? I'm trying to I remember drinking it
1: alcohol it's like alcoholic it's
0: your lemony alcohol isn't it? it's about what? it's
1: like old fashioned lemonade 5-6% is it?
0: or a bit stronger than that maybe? something like that?
1: I don't know. I would hazard low. I would hazard between four and six. Yeah, yeah, low, low end, um, but it was tasty. Like if you have it now over some ice, it's actually. It's doable. I haven't had it for years, but it's decent. You know? It's
0: still, it's drinkable. <laughs> but,
1: but you know, like when I think about it, I just remember like across from the across from the shop there was like a little lane. Yeah. That's where you went. You went there up the lane to drink this drink. And if you hadn't managed to pilfer a bottle opener from your parents' house, <laughs> you had to hope that either your pal that had the teeth, you know, that you know that you could, could bust the cap with a. Oh, teeth. yeah. You had to hope that they were there. And if they weren't there, you know, you did the old trick, like where you'd sit I've there. I've never mastered.
0: I, I've never mastered. I've been at I can open yeah. it with my teeth, but mm-hmm. I've never mastered. I think you're one or the other. You're either the person that opens it with their teeth or you're the person that any surface phone lighter bloody yep. issue. Someone can open a bloody bottle, a, a bottle can't <laughs> they? <laughs> oh, I, could,
1: I could do it off the wall, but my pal—he yeah, must have teeth like titanium or something. They guy. Like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't want to
0: risk it now. My teeth aren't as strong as they used to be, but no, um, but but, uh, but yeah. But, okay, lemon hooch. That's a that's a that's a first there for the podcast, and I'd completely forgotten <laughs> about it. But actually, like you say, I remember drinking it. It's probably mm-hmm. one of the only one, oh, seriously, one of the only ones that I thought wasn't horrendous. Mm. It was actually okay, yeah. <laughs> which I the don't one know what that one says one. about me now. But um, but yeah, lemon hooch. That is a fantastic shower. That one.
1: That's a blast from the past, isn't
0: it? It is. That is a, like, <laughs> in, it's kind of a. It is. It's the first, It's it's very nostalgic, but it's it's a suitable first drink as well. Mm. Um, and uh, my god, we've come a long way, haven't we?
1: Yes. <laughs> I, I like to I like to think that my tea spots have matured. <laughs> well <laughs> but...
0: I think I think to go from the very uh well thought out and planned the to the incredible red wine at Tom Lane's Italian wedding to Lemon Hooch is quite the uh, it's quite the journey, isn't it? Exactly. So uh <laughs> I think I think on that note we better um we better uh Take it up a take it up a gear. I'm very, very, very interested to hear. So it's your last day on earth. Forget the meal. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking?
1: Right, I couldn't really decide. I actually struggled with this, and I was I was trying to ponder what my last drink would be, and I was trying to think: Would I want something short, but really with a, a punch, or would I want something long? you know to kind of savour it a little bit longer yeah. yeah so if i can be indulged quickly the longer drink would be um victory bitters with the fever tree uh blood soda yeah which i, I love I-, I drink it very regularly now um and it just seems like such sort of a strange concoction but I- I that's so a great show it.
0: that's lovely yeah. that's so it um, is quite refreshing i've had it i've literally had that combo it's delicious Mm -hmm. it's really nice I think anything with Victor Bitter's is nice but (laughs) um yeah yeah, good shout very good so that would be your long one short short drink
1: the short one it has to be it's a cocktail that I really I I like to think that I talk about it fairly regularly it's a cocktail that I really get behind um a bee's knees yeah yep I I love it, it, just everything about it. It's a little bit sour and it's a little bit sweet. Um, And it's just, and then if you use, like I've kind of established in my short time drinking it that gins with some lavender, but not too much, um, really make the the whole drink just explode into just glory. Um, You know, there's a couple of gins really, um, I think for me, gins i would use and it would be the Pothecary original yeah is a, a top one uh, uh garden shed is another yeah. one very very good gin for that uh, and there's another one that sucks my mind just now but anything with quite a kind of subtle dash of lavender not a yep. lavender gin but something that just uses a botanical just really i don't know what it does i think it You've got your sweet, and you've got your sour, and then you've got this little area of floral just sneaking in. It's it a lovely
0: really- cocktail. It really, It's oh. a lovely cocktail. Do you want to, just in case anyone listening doesn't know what a bee's knees is, do you want to kind of mm-hmm. break it down for us? How are we putting yeah. this together? So we've got, a, we've obviously got a, a, a gin. Yeah. I think actually, to, to be fair, I don't know if I've ever had a gin. I've done it with a gin with, with the kind of the floral lavender notes, but I can absolutely see it working. I'm going to have to have this afterwards. You've really piqued my interest now. I'm going to have to, I've got some pot curry on the shelf. So I think that's that's where that's getting mixed next. But yeah, what else are we putting in that then?
1: So from memory, and I don't have the greatest memories. Uh, from memory, it's, uh, so you've got your gin, you've got lemon juice, you've got honey syrup. Yeah. Now, I think the my understanding is the your honey syrup, usually, I think I do two to one honey to water for yeah. my, my syrup, Um basically just warm water, honey, mix it in, then let it settle, that's fine. Because honey honey is so difficult to mix in our cocktails because it's so yeah. sticky it just comes to the ice and stuff like yeah. that. It's just a bit of a nightmare. So honey syrup, uh your lemon juice, and I think that's pretty much it. I think some some recipes call for orange juice. Uh as yeah, well.
0: I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I've yeah, seen that. Ripe.
1: In actual fact, I think one of the first ones I tried was, had orange juice. I think it might have been the gin foundry recipe. Oh, okay. I think, I, I stand to be corrected, but I think I've definitely used the gin foundry recipe. I think at least one of theirs has orange juice in it, and it's very nice. Um, my personal preference for it is just the, the lemon juice, just because I think you get the sweetness from the honey, a wee bit of sour from the lemon, and then that lavender gin. Just give it a Boosh, moosh.
0: that yeah. is a great choice. So, I think because it's your last drink um, on Earth, I'll allow both because they're such good choices. So you can have you can have your victory beers um, with the Fever Tree uh, blood orange soda, and then you can have a bee's knees with uh, either the Pothecry or the or the Garden Shed. I've not had Garden Shed actually. That's one on my list. I must must get involved in that because I keep yeah. seeing it crop up. Um, and uh and everyone raves about it so i need to i need to buy myself a bottle of that because um yeah i've heard nothing but good things about that good stuff so i guess but w- before we get on to the your last drink of the round your pandemic praise that you did nick i mm-hmm. absolutely loved watching those and not and it wasn't even and don't get me wrong the actual the live and the videos that you did with the distilleries that you used were fantastic but i kind of look forward to the to the build up did you'd me? be out for a walk and you'd be jumping off rocks you'd be god knows what how did you come up with that and and yeah talk to us about it pandemic praise because it was it was great it really was great
1: well you know i was chatting to it kind of came about. I was chatting to a distiller on the run-up. I think it was like the first few days of the lockdown, or when the lockdown was just imminent. Yeah. And I was chatting to a distiller, and they were kind of saying that you know, if if the bars shut and if this happens and blah blah blah, you know, um, you know, people like myself might struggle, you know, to maintain their, their business and all this kind of thing. And I thought, well, that's rotten because I really like your gin, and it would suck if we lived in a world without it. Yeah, so yeah, and then then the lockdown hits and you see all these distillers basically shutting down the production of the jitten to make hand sanitizer. Yeah. And that for me is just mind blown because you sometimes you look at the kind of selfishness in the world and then you look at what they did and the two just don't they don't marry in for me. So I thought, well, I mean, I don't have a huge reach, you know. Like I'm just one person doing a little thing. So, but I thought, do you know what? If I can compile a list of the brands and the the the, the stores that are are making the hand sanitizer, then I can look at trying to do something and make a, a bit of a buzz around them, a bit of exposure for what it's worth, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was my thought behind it. So I put the feelers out. I started writing had notes and notes and notes and notes and distillers and brands and blah, blah, blah. And then I looked for other people to help me fill the gap. So I think I put it on Twitter, maybe Instagram as well. You know, it was MDNO, any brands that are doing the sanitizer or anything else. You know, because I know, like say, Sipsmith did the kind of charity stuff. Yeah. And uh someone else did like forward doing discounts and things like that you know, yeah. so it was all very very good very generous so on and so forth so i thought right okay so i had my list and my list was originally like when i first thought about it my list was like five or six brands i think but as the lockdown wore on and the first few weeks got out of the way i realized that more were starting to do it and then i had messages from at least one or two Distillers that were saying, "Well, we're making sanitizer, but we're not shouting about it." And I was like, "Well, I, you know, I can't know that. You know, I know it now that you're telling yeah, me." Course. So I included them as well without actually making any statement because they didn't want it stated. So I made them part of it without actually discussing why they were in it. You know? Yeah. So the the list ended up. I think we ended up doing like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, weeks. it was. It was a lot, <laughs> wasn't
0: it? It just. But it was, and you know, it was, and the and the the distilleries and the people you picked were absolutely spot on. The people that you featured in that were the ones that just needed us to get behind them, and yeah, they were doing the sanitizer, and yeah, they would, but they just, you know, they were a great bunch. They were a real great bunch. A few of them are going to be on the podcast. A few of them already have recorded Eps for. So. You know really good really really good i think you know i really take my hat off to you for doing something like that because yeah. Yeah. it was just what we needed it was what we needed in uh, it was you know it was light-hearted, it was entertaining but actually there was a serious message at the end of it that was yeah. buy local support local or just su- some more support small businesses because yeah. they absolutely need us right now this is just unprecedented we we've never gone th- i said this a a few weeks ago in a video we've never gone through something like this before and they absolutely need us and that was exactly um, and it continues to be the exact sort of content we need on social media that that's my take on it we none of this you know bitching and moaning and everything like that we just need to get behind some small businesses give them a foot up and go do you know what these guys are really bloody awesome just go and buy a bottle
1: that's what it was, you know. In terms of the the, the silly videos that seemed to be the highlights. the most <laughs> um, made me
0: laugh so much. Oh
1: man! Brilliant. Like they were, they were an accident. I'd be lying if they were, if if I said that they they were thought out in any way. They they just like the first one where I was shouting cars, That just happened because the one. That was not, Brilliant. It was. Oh so, man, it was so loud. It and was uh, so good. You know, I thought, and oh, I shouted it. And I can see Louise obviously behind the camera kind of chuckling and uh, I watched it back because I was going to redo it and I watched it back and I thought it's actually pretty funny and I'll just put it up and see what happens and from there obviously like I was kind of making fun of the lockdown like don't get me wrong I totally agree with the lockdown it was a great idea it was the yeah. right thing to do but making fun of it I think you're trying to make like yeah, a situation that everybody's getting. Yeah hating.
0: of course of course. Um,
1: you know, and jumping off walls and lying in the ground in the middle of the <laughs> steelworks and floating about and jumping through trees and stuff. I, I, honestly, I, I can't say that it was any, any of it was really thought out. Like, I think the only one I really thought about was the victory one, the kind of athlete thing. Because I'd mentioned a couple of times that I was an athlete, which I'm clearly not. Um, and I thought, well, what will do? Victory, I seem to be talking about victory a lot in this, but um, I thought yeah. victory... You know, it can, it's, you know, athlete, victorious, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, what I'll do is do the worst things that I can do in terms of athletics um, and then just add music to it and make it look like I feel that I've done a great job. And that was the only one that I really thought about. The rest of yeah. them were just kind of organic. Uh, yeah. I would walk past something and think, oh, we'll just do they, they will look spooky steps. We'll do something about spooky steps. And is looking at me like I'm some sort of maniac, and I'm talking to cheese and stuff like that. Like I don't know how she puts up with it. But um,
0: I'll tell you what, what an gonna... incredible woman to put. I mean, I like I mean this in the nicest possible way, but I don't know how she could kind of stand there and film it, <laughs> like and not the camera not shaking with laughter. It was just perfectly like just as if she was like, this is just what she does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think she's dead to it now. <laughs> yeah, you know? uh, I think
0: she's she just I think she just blocks me out. Yeah, yeah, that's time. brilliant. Well, thank you for that. No, I just I wanted to touch on it because as I say I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It was what we needed. Um, and uh, and yeah, it was it, it was it was worth a mention. So I thought that it was a good it was a good time to talk about it. So your final drink of your round of drinks, you'll never drink. I'm very interested to know what drink will you be removing from this earth, completely wiping off the face of the planet.
1: That's an easy one. That's the easiest. See, as soon as I saw it, I knew exactly what drink it was going to be. There was no question Whoa. in my mind. And I think, I, I don't know, but I'm going, to, I'm going to have a stab in the dark and see that it's probably a similar theme that you might find with most answers to this question. And it's one that people have had a bad experience with. I Whoa. might be wrong.
0: But yeah.
1: for this... It could only be pink aftershock.
0: Oh, ho, 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 ho. now this is interesting because, as you can imagine, with pink has made an appearance with uh, mm-hmm. in one of the earlier episodes, aftershock has not had a mention so far. Mm-hmm. Now, when you said uh, "I," I can't say I've had the pink one, but when you said aftershock, something happened to my stomach. See? some sort of adverse reaction to that word. Yep. Yep. My God. I think I'd blocked that out. Hope.
1: Needs to go. Needs
0: oh to go. god. What was why was it pink? What was that flavour? Other than pink. Aftershock, because Aftershot had its own flavour. It was like in the dictionary of flavour, Aftershock that was just there was nothing like it. It was just oh. fucking disgusting. But yeah. pink as well. Why why was it pink?
1: This was now you've been back to just after my lemon Hutch days, okay? I'll take that. <laughs> so we've 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 got past the lemon Hutch and we've matured on from there. Um we're now closer to 18, I would mm. say. We're probably I oh, would say it's
0: evolving. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, you're you're veering into like sixteen, seventeen years old now. Um I think aftershock, you know. I'm sure. Now, I'm, I'm 37, right, uh, so 16 years old is quite a while ago for me now, so I'm sure I remember the pink aftershock, I think, was like an anisee day. Oh, God. Know? Yeah, right, exactly. However, it, what happened, right, what happened was we got a jump in, so we got pink aftershock, and I think... Thought we were getting cider as, again, as usual. That's just a thing here. Got that's cheap cider, and we got the bottle of aftershock. <laughs> and then we went to my pal's house. Yeah. Well, it wasn't his house. His sister was a couple of years older than all of us, and she had a wee, a wee boy. So up here, the council will generally give houses to um, single parents, especially young ones that yeah. can't stay at home. So, so she had a house, but she really like staying there. Um, so she usually stayed up at her mum's and then at the weekend we got the keys and then we went. So we got a jump jumping, got her aftershock and all we went up to this house, flat, well it a flat. So we were drinking, you know, there was like a group of us, maybe five, ten, I don't remember. And that's really all I can recall. <laughs> uh, we uh, I oh, think somebody God. went out, it was, it was like a ground floor flat and it had like this mad wee balcony. So somebody went out, and she was just really drunk, and then when the the fresh air hit her, she just kind of keeled over, and what a fright we all got. So in order to kind of get over that, we uh, drank more. Um, And then I just remember, like, I woke up, and I was in the bath, fully clothed, no water, just me and Jaffa Cakes. And I don't really understand what I was doing in that bath with those Jaffa Cakes. I don't remember going in there, and I don't even remember buying Jaffa Cakes, but there I was at like five in the morning, waking up in this bath, we like 40 java cakes or something, I don't know, none of them were in the packet, they were just everywhere, attached, <laughs> like <laughs> melted onto my coat, <laughs> you know? So yeah, aftershock, shock it, off it goes. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> never again, that's it. Oh,
0: that's brilliant. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. that is fantastic. That is the best story I've heard. So, oh,
1: ironically, I've got nothing, mean, no issue. Jaffa cakes, it's the aftershock that we've got the problem with. Jaffa cakes. <laughs> I don't know why Jaffa cakes
0: made an appearance. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, oh god, right? So, yeah, aftershock. I don't, I, I still, I mean, it's clearly not about now, I've not seen it around for years, so I don't mind bad mouthing it. But, um, anything that's named after a kind of I guess a natural disaster where ultimately people are probably potentially dying is, it's never going to be a good, um, oh. a good thing, is it? An aftershock. I mean, I remember the, oh God, I remember the bottles and it was mm. just like, I think there was a lightning or something on it, wasn't it? It was just like, it didn't look like something that you should be drinking. No. Maybe something that would remove the limescale from your bog, but
1: Oh my! Not,
0: <laughs> oh god, Jesus, even the god. thought of
1: it, it is just like there's ever it, there's nothing there's nothing right with it, and I think it comes in like or it came in all these different. There was a purple one, and the purple one mm. just looked like it looked like some it looked like if you were to bottle of an illness, that's kind of what the purple <laughs> one was absolutely horrible. Like, I don't understand why MD would, I don't understand why we drank it. I think it was cheap, I think that's probably what it was. It was
0: that does, it, was it cheap. does sound like a um sort of a slang name for some sort of disease a pink aftershock doesn't it but um I'm quite happy to to remove that that's going in the bin I'm quite happy I mean I don't to be fair I don't think there's much of it out there now but if there is it needs to absolutely go and nobody needs to be subjected to that to uh to that drink that is brilliant right let's uh that's brilliant right let's let's Recap your round of drinks, Nick, because okay. honestly, I don't think I've laughed so much. Right. So now drink. I've just literally just finished the Negroni, which is the yep. uh, Trethamog, Victory Bitters and Cocky Vermouth, which is just... <laughs> uh, did we go equal parts on that? I forgot to ask.
1: Uh, I didn't. I don't, I don't know what you did. Um, I, I, I... I'll tell you
0: what I did. I, mm-hmm. I was heavy on the gin as I always am with the Negroni. Yep. Only because it's victory, I do go slightly over on the victory and then slightly less on the vermouth. But that's just me, just because I, I, for me, I mean, to be fair, the victory bitters are really strong and they do cut through if you did equal measures. But I just love the flavour so much, I always do yep. a little bit more. What did you go for on that?
1: I think it was quite summer. It was maybe yeah. on the gin. Yeah, uh, and then normally I go about two to one with the vermouth. Yeah, and then maybe not quite three to one on the, the bitter, but kinda. Yeah. Ish. Um, but it was almost equal parts to the vermouth and bitter with the yeah. vermouth. Yeah. Just being slightly more.
0: Yeah, I just, I mean I know that the, the the gin itself is is carries through in equal parts, yeah. but I think if I'm going to if I'm getting if I'm opening the bottle. Like <laughs> I'm gonna want to drink it. So yeah. So Negroni with the Tarquin's and Gin Foundry, the Trethamog, mm-hmm. the Victory, the London, Victory London Bitters, and Cocky Vermouth. You will yep. then drink. We were transported back to Tom and Elaine's Italian wedding, which uh, in Pinocchio's, their house red wine. Your first drink was lemon hooch with the lemon with sunglasses. I think on the bottle. Yeah. And we're opening the bottle either in our mouths or off off some sort of surface or wall. (laughs) Your last drink, I allowed both of them because they were both awesome. You'd have a long drink, which would be Victory Bitters and the Fever Tree, Blood Orange Soda. And then your short drink was a Bee's Knees. And we're using Apothecary or Garden Shed Gin, which has got the lavender here. We've got honey syrup, which is about two to one. And we've got some lemon juice in there. And you'll never drink. Removing it from the face of the earth is the one... The only pink aftershock. That, my okay. friend, is an awesome round of drinks. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, where can we find you, Nick? Where can we find you if we want to follow your antics?
1: Literally everywhere. I've managed to invade every space of social media. Uh, so Twitter, Instagram, the Facebook, and I have a, a blog somewhere as well.
0: Excellent. And what? what how do we, is it, that's uh, at Nick, Nick gin and beer is it
1: yeah I think it's Nick's gin and beer on Instagram and the, and Facebook but just gin and beer um, yep. what's less formal on Twitter
0: excellent thank you so much that I honestly that really made me laugh that episode that was absolutely fantastic <laughs> five excellent drinks and uh, yeah cheers thank you very much Nick
1: thanks for having me cheers Bye.
0: There we go then, uh, episode five done with Nick. Um, that, I've literally just recorded it and that was without doubt the funniest episode that I've done. She really makes me laugh. I hope you enjoyed it. An incredible round of drinks. You can follow her antics over at Nick's uh, Gin and Beer. It's uh, just an absolute pleasure to have her on. Check, um, yeah, check her out. Um I think she's on Facebook as she said, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, um Gin and Beer and Thinks Gin and Beer. Um it's really worth a follow. If you just want some really light hearted content, then she's absolutely the one to go to. Um follow me at uh at First of all Pod if you want. And if you have enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes that I've done, please like, subscribe, review, five stars would be be incredible if you wouldn't mind thank you so much and until next time as always cheers